0: Welcome to the Simply Imperfect podcast. If you're on the hunt for perfection, you may want to keep looking because we are imperfection at its finest around here. However, if you're looking to have conversations covering the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between about life, you've come to the right place. We not only embrace life's imperfections around here, we celebrate them. So for those of you who've decided to join us on this journey, go grab yourself a beverage, sit down, settle in, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Simply Imperfect Podcast. Uh, You guys, it feels so, so good to say that. I am so happy to finally be sitting here and recording a new episode. So where have I been? Why are these episodes delayed? Well, if you don't follow me on social media, you probably have no idea. But in the middle of October, my husband and I moved. In past episodes, I had alluded to... Actually, I don't think there was any alluding. I think I straight out said that there were some big things coming up for my husband and I, and that was this move. So in the middle of October, my husband and I packed up a moving truck, our two vehicles and our two dogs, and we drove the 32 hours from Washington state to Ohio, which has been quite the adventure for this Pacific Northwest gal. If you know anything about me, you'll know that I grew up in Montana and spent the last three years in Washington. And the only reason I moved to Washington when I did was because that's where my family was. So everything I know is on the other side of the country. So it's been a bit of an adventure, but we love it here. It is gorgeous. My husband is loving his new job and it puts us closer to my husband's family, which it's a trade-off. I miss my family so very, very, very much. I miss just having them a few minutes away, but FaceTime helps and, you know, marriage is a compromise. It's time to let my husband chase his dreams and be close to his family for a little while. And as you probably could have guessed, some things went as planned, some things didn't. Some of it was my fault and some of it wasn't, but it all just kind of added up to me being delayed and I didn't have quite enough episodes pre-recorded, but we're back. And before we really get going into today's episode, I do want to put a little bit of a trigger warning ahead of the episode. Today we're going to talk a little bit about some topics that may be hard to hear. If you are somebody who does find this difficult, please just skip this episode and come back when we're talking about something else. Well, I do hope this is something that most people can listen to, I also understand that this may just hit way too close to home. So, for those of you who are going to stick around on this episode, we're going to talk about. This is the story of my family. We're the Duggars. That's me. I'm Michelle. There's Jim Bob, my wonderful husband, and our children. I am sure at some point you have heard some version of that television show opening. That is the opening credits to a TV show that, when it was finally canceled, was named 19 Kids and Counting. Over the years, it's been various number of kids and counting. I believe when they first made their mark, it was something like 14 kids and counting. They started out on, um, I believe it was Discovery Health and then eventually TLC. They started out with one or two hour specials that eventually turned into a weekly show. And on the show, the Duggars documented life with a large family and something that they talked about but they didn't go into a whole bunch of detail about was the religion behind the reason that they lived the way they did so we got the basics of it right that they left how many children they had up to god the girls wore skirts there was there was hinting to it we saw them go to big sandy for this big homeschool conference but there is never a deeper dive into their religion. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because I would like to dive into the current legal issues their older son, Josh Duggar, is in. But I believe to do that, I need to back up a little bit and give you a foundation on this family and their beliefs. The Duggars are part of an organization called the Institute of Basic Life Principles, often referred to as the IBLP, and the IBLP was founded by a man named Bill Gothard. The IBLP that we know today actually has its roots and its history going all the way back to when Bill Gothard was still in school. While he was getting his master's in Christian education, he organized undergraduate students to create Bible studies in local Chicago-area public schools, This organization was called Campus Teams. During his time with Campus Teams, he developed his seven principles, which are design, authority, responsibility, suffering, ownership, freedom, and success. So let's break down each purpose and its meaning. The design principle is that people should understand their specific purpose for which God created them. Gothard writes, "...a person's attitude towards himself has a profound influence on his attitude towards God, his family, his friends, his future, and many other significant areas of life. The authority principle is that the inward peace results when people respect and honor the authorities, parents, government, etc., that God has put into their lives. It is based on the idea that God gives direction, protection, and provision through human authorities. The responsibility principle is that a clear conscience results when people realize that they are responsible to God for every thought, word, action, and motive. Part of this principle is asking forgiveness from whoever has been offended so that no one can point a finger at you and say, You have offended me and have never asked for forgiveness. The suffering principle is that people should allow the hurts from offenders to reveal blind spots in their own lives. Genuine joy is a result of fully forgiving offenders. The ownership principle is that people are stewards and not owners of their possessions. Gothard teaches that anger results from not yielding personal rights to God. The freedom principle is enjoying the desire and the power to do what is right. Moral purity is the result of true freedom. The key to freedom is learning how to walk in the Spirit and appreciate the victory that Christ has already won through His death, burial, and resurrection. The success principle is that when people learn to think God's thoughts by meditating on and memorizing Scripture, they make wise decisions and fulfill their life's purpose. Bill Gothard took these principles forward with him, and after he was ordained and commissioned to work with the youth, developed his very first, very first seminar called Basic Youth Conflicts. And in 1974, Gothard founded the Institute of Basic Youth Conflicts. These seminars became so popular that they eventually began to see up to 16,000 attendees per a one-week seminar, eventually reaching the point that some cities held multiple seminars throughout the year and they would all sell out. And then in 1989, the Institute of Basic Youth Conflicts changed its name to the Institute in Basic Life Principles, shifted from focusing on youth to young families. The Institute in Basic Life Principles taught families how to conduct themselves in a way that would obtain God's favor. And as you guessed it, the ways they suggested were those principles we talked about earlier. So what are some of the rules or conditions of participating in the Institute and Basic Life Principles. Some of their philosophies are ones that we did see the Duggars talk about on the TV show, and some we maybe didn't see exactly the full picture. So let me l- read you a quick list. Some of these may be surprising, some of them may not be, but they obviously they follow strict biblical and pr- Christian ideals. Males are the head of the family, they are superior to females, and females are expected to obey their male authority in every way. Dating isn't what we consider dating. It is called a courtship, and oftentimes the arrangement of the courtship can be done without the young woman being involved, either Parents reach out to parents, usually fathers, or a young man would talk to a young woman's father about courting. And then they do, at that point, talk to the daughter if she's interested. And then with courtships, there are also very strict rules on touching. There is very little of it. The Duggars showed this in some of their episodes that there was discussion once a child entered into a courtship about What physical touch would be okay? Um, Oftentimes it was side hugging and holding hands, but nothing else. Absolutely no sex before marriage. And the first kiss happened at the altar on their wedding day. Women are discouraged from higher education. As you can see, women are encouraged that their one true Life's purpose is to become a wife and a mother. So there is no point in continuing your education higher than high school. And many, many, many of these families homeschool, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Women are supposed to cover their bodies. They don't want to be a distraction to other men. They don't want to cause them to look because of course... If a man, man looks at them or lusts after them, it is the female's fault because of something she did. Very little media is allowed to be consumed, so like no TV, internet, or music. Women are to cover basically from shoulders to ankles, no alcohol. Another one of the ideals that are taught often in this religion is the umbrella of protection and that a female in children are under the protection of their husband, which is under the protection of their father, then their pastor, and then God. And as long as they are doing what they're supposed to do, and as long as they are under that umbrella of protection, that they are safe, that they are in God's good grace, and nothing bad will happen to them. Well, this is also a way that they keep people, in my opinion, is in line. You know, you don't want to step out of the umbrella of protection because then something bad will happen. You don't want to do that. You don't want to disappoint me. You don't want to disobey me because then you will no longer be under my umbrella of protection. So I had mentioned that these families homeschool and Bill Gothher also wanted to have his hands on the portion of homeschooling because, as we all know, is if you have the mind of children, you have the mind of the future. And if you have children who are not going to public school, who are not watching TV, and they're not getting outside influences in any way, you can really control everything they know. Bill Gothard developed the ATI, which is the Advanced Training Institute, which is a homeschool, and I'm doing air quotes, curriculum. So if you go to the ATI's website, it says, The ATI is a biblically-based home education program for families who desire to raise up sons and daughters who are, quote, mighty in the spirit and able to impact the world through Christ. The ATI curriculum uses the teachings of Jesus Christ given in the Sermon on the Mount as a primary source for teaching linguistics, law, history, science, and medicine. As you can imagine, this curriculum is oftentimes incomplete and presented in a way that is meant to sway someone's thinking to a certain way. And I was able to find a archive of these wisdom books and I will link them in the show notes on my website. So you can take a look at them yourselves. But to think that these wisdom books are taught and are supposed to be enough to provide a basis for someone to grow up with knowledge and develop critical thinking skills. And it just, it it isn't, it isn't enough and it's incomplete. And I just want to say this, this is not an attack on all homeschool curriculums. This is my opinion about the specific curriculum that I feel is a way for this organization to continue to control the lives of its members and to create future followers that only have the information that they want them to have that don't have the ability to critical think because there are many people who would lump the ATI and the IBLP in the group of cults and if you believe that if you follow and agree with that thinking it would make sense that creating a curriculum that would create more future cult members Make sense. And this would allow them to exclude the things that they don't want the future members to have. So in researching this subject to get a better basis on the ATI and the IVLP, I stumbled upon a podcast called Leaving Eden. And the podcast is has two co-hosts, but one of the co-hosts' name is Sadie. And Sadie is a former member of the IFB, which stands for the Independent Fundamental Baptist. And there are some arguments about whether or not the IBLP is a subsect of the I- IFB, which I don't really need to go into. But the podcast Leaving Eden is a complete podcast about Sadie leaving the IFB and in some of their episodes, they talk about Bill Gothard and she covers a portion of the, of a wisdom booklet just to show you how incomplete and inaccurate the wisdom booklets are. And I just wanted to read you the section that I wrote down after listening to this, which also side note. If you are interested in this stuff, go give Leaving Eden a listen to because it is phenomenal and I can't get enough of it. So Sadie talks about sperm (laughs) and how this is how it is taught in the HEI Wisdom Booklet that sperm is an alien sub alien substance which can cause an allergic reaction if a female has one partner she'll become immune to the reaction but multiple but multiple partners will confuse the immune system and the confusion is the key to cancer and this is co- covered in wisdom booklet 19 in wisdom booklet 3 they talk about how a man didn't follow a God's direction and that direction led to that man's death. So as you can see, it's just inaccurate or incomplete information to scare people into believing and following the information that is provided by the authority members, which are all male of this religion or cult or whatever we want to call it. The other important thing to pay attention to is the relationship in this cult that is taught between about a man and a woman and that basically nothing is a man's fault, everything is a woman's fault, and how men have all control. Women cannot tell men no, and that includes sex. That a woman should keep sweet, to be joyfully available at any time that their man wants anything. And there are wisdom booklets. This is also a direct quote saying, When a man looks lustfully at a woman, a flood of impulses travels through the optic nerve to the back of the brain, causing testosterone to surge and violent crime to go up and otherwise godly men to stumble. So, what they are saying here, and what you see as a common thread, is that women cause men to lust and stumble. And there are things that you will see throughout the history of this cult that it's never a man's fault. And then what you will also see is that when a man does stumble and they are saved, they are then forgiven for their sin and it's their Their comeback story, it gives them so much more authority. It gives them so much more power and it just builds this untouchable, I am a man, I am untouchable sense throughout the entire cult. If you want to read more about a personal story that is shared about being part of the IBLP and the ATI. I will link in the show notes for this episode, a article written by Jana Tracy. It's called my childhood in a cult is hard to imagine, but my survival is truly unbelievable. The AETI cult and the quiverful movement defined my life until I was old enough to break away. It is a wonderful view inside someone who was raised inside this religion, this cult, whatever we want to call it and how it affected them. I think in recent years, we have seen what is really the cost of a lot of the ideas and the principles that Bill Gothard had. In 2014, Bill Gothard resigned from the IBLP because almost 30 women had come forward with allegations that he had molested and sexually harassed women that he worked with and that many of these women at the time were minors. And then in 2016, 10 women filed lawsuits against Bill Gothard for the same allegations. I think when you see troublesome actions of a leader, it really shows and highlights what the outcome to their teachings truly can be. Now, why did I think it was important to cover this prior to covering Josh Duggar? I think it's important to understand the environment Josh was brought up in, the teachings he was taught, the curriculum he had, and the influences he had to understand the perfect storm that was created to create the monster that I personally think Josh is. So on next week's episode, we will talk about the Duggar family specifically and Josh Duggar in some of his previous allegations and the allegations that he is now facing in the United States Federal Court. Since we will be covering topics that I know can be difficult for some to listen to, even those who don't have trauma associated with it, it is still difficult to talk about. I totally understand if next week's episode is when you decide to skip. But I think it's important to talk about these issues because I think troublesome teachings equal troublesome outcomes. And I believe a lot of the teachings that were taught in this family created most, if not all of these problems. And the teachings also affected how these incidents were handled. So while I know they're difficult topics to talk about, I think it's important that we do talk about them. So until next week, if you do want to do some reading on your own, I will link the resources I used for this episode in the show notes for this episode. But I also would highly encourage you to head on over to the Leaving Eden podcast. While they do cover not just the IBLP, but the IFB and some other other issues and topics related to those two, it is just a wealth of knowledge and is such a well delivered and researched podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Simply Imperfect podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today and don't want to miss a future episode, please make sure to subscribe. If you're looking for show notes from today's episode, head on over to simplyimperfect.org. While you're at it, check out the links to all of our social media accounts, and join our mailing list. The Simply Imperfect podcast is a commentary channel. The statements and views are the creator's opinion, should not be considered fact, and are for entertainment purposes only. Please conduct your own research before making conclusions of your own.